There he is, sir. We'll have to work fast. There must be a hundred droids in that hangar, not to mention the Starfighters. This is stretching it even for you, sir. Rax, you're beginning to sound like Obi-Wan. You got a better idea? Look, I don't doubt you could pull it off, but I'm just not sure Fives and I would be around to see it happen. I've got an idea. Well, let's hear it. Quickly. Grappling gun. Good thinking. Get ready to hold on. That's why he's the Ark Trooper. It's time for Send in the Clones! Join your hosts, Uto and Robbie, on an epic journey through a galaxy far, far away as they follow the escapades of Anakin Skywalker and the Jedi Knights with the clone army of the Republic in their struggle against Count Dooku and the droid army of the evil Separatists. So step in and prepare for adventure because it's time to send in the clones! In this episode, in the middle of a battle on Ringo Vinda, Clone Trooper Tuck murders a Jedi General, seemingly unaware of what he's done. Admiral Trench notifies Count Dooku of what has happened, while Captain Rex and Arc Trooper Fives are tasked with escorting Tup back to Kamino for examination. Hey, Tubes, it's your old buddy Bucho on my first ever watch of the Clone Wars. And next to me in the dropship on his third ever watch of the Clone Wars, he's the Rex to my Fives. It's your trusty pal, Robbie. How's it going, everyone? And we are going to talk about the 109th episode in the StarWars.com Clone Wars chronology, written by Katie Lucas and directed by Bosco Ng. It's Season 6, Episode 1, The Unknown. So, Robbie, how about we roll out with you letting us know what you remembered about The Unknown before you rewatched it again this week? Yeah, I remember this arc, and I remember how it starts, and it's uh, it's a rough one. Yeah. But there's, uh, you know, the whole plot starts to unfold a little bit, and I don't want to go way into some of the things that we've learned into this because, you know, as the arc unfolds there's, you know, more revelations and things like that, but it's definitely a fun arc because it kind of gives some context to what we see later in uh, episode 3. So, like I said, the plot thickens. Yep, we open up the episode with these Jedi Masters, Anakin and Tipli and Tipla, who we've never seen before and they're with a bunch of troopers Trying to take back this ring space station around Ringo Vinda from a bionic version of good old Admiral Trench. Man, I love seeing Admiral Trench again. My very first episode, and the first episode for anyone who does the chronological order the first time, Admiral Trench is the bad guy. Cat and mouse. Good old cat and mouse. He's back. But that's not all that happens in this episode. Our old mate Tup with the head knot that always reminds me of Cutler Queen, but he's one of the newer clone troopers, and he had been telling our other old mate Fives, that he'd been feeling funny lately and he flips into cold-blooded Jedi murderer mode and executes Tipla, which leads to our heroes retreating and deciding they need to haul Tup off to Kamino for evaluation. But Admiral Trench has spied this surprising development too and he calls up his boss Dooku, who calls up his boss Palpatine, who orders up Tup to be snatched for evaluation. That's pretty much the first half of the episode. It flows pretty nice. It's got a cool... Ring space station. I love this idea of this ring space station. Yeah. It's just one of those sci-fi ideas that fires your imagination of what would it be like to live on? How long would it take you to drive a space car around it or something? You know, there's so many cool things that fire from your imagination just from this ring space station. And of course, we also got Tipley and Tipla, and these characters, these two Jedi Masters, are Mickeyans. And I found their head, I found their head tendrils very distracting. 
visually distracting. Anytime they were in a scene, I was just looking at their head tendrils almost as if I was mesmerized. Another note I've got here is that I like that the troops now have shields. You know, I'm always going on about how the clone troopers need to use cover more. Well, now they've got their own cover that they bring with them, which I liked. Of course, I love Trench being back and that he's bionic, so he's even creepier, if anything. And the last note I have on this section, I hadn't known that Dooku was in on Order 66. I think I assumed that maybe Order 66 was just coming from Palpatine, but it seems like Dooku knows about it. So this wasn't a massive revelation to me, but it was something that I noted. So how did you like this first half of the episode, Robbie? It's pretty action-packed. We got a big old battle, a big old ring space session, and these brand new Jedis, and one of our clones executing a Jedi. Yeah, I mean, Tipley and Tiplar, it's... I don't know if I was hungry when I was watching it, but it reminded me of uh, Linguini. <laughs> yeah. Just the way that yeah. it... I mean, at first I was thinking like like streamers. I was thinking of... Uh, sometimes you'll see, you know, like little flags, you know, that kind of have that movement. It probably will come as no surprise to you that I thought of seaweed. I don't know why, but uh, everything in the show yeah. makes me think of stuff from under the ocean or in the ocean. Right. And this is what comes from maybe living on islands like I do, but it just looks like the way kelp or seaweed sort of waves around in the tide, you know? Right. It has almost a watery kind of yeah. movement, which is funny because there's a... There's a game that I was watching on YouTube, That's Stranding. It's a recent game. All of the hair movement looked like they were underwater. So it was just kind of funny. I was like, I was like, okay, is this some sort of dream state? What is going on? I wonder if this is going to be explained. It was never explained. But anyway, here, yeah, those tendrils definitely, I think that's what I came up with. It's like I, I kind of zeroed in on the fact that it reminds me of Linguini or Fettuccini. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, so you're saying you wanted to gnaw on them? A little bit, yeah. I mean, of course, green and red, I don't know how that would right. taste, but that's not what we're here for is, is what they taste like. Yeah, I mean, the shields is something that I noted too, and it's it almost feels like a direct response to the environment. You know, they're in you know these corridors where there is no cover. I mean, like you've noted before, something I never really caught on to was, uh, yeah, they sometimes have trouble taking cover. But yeah, that's what I... Uh, noted there and I thought it was uh, a pretty neat little it almost it almost reminded me of uh, some of those medieval type movies you know with the two armies coming together and there's like a section of shields that kind of come into play and it was pretty cool and then of course you've got this new tactic with the destroyer droids and then directly above them are those floating rocket droids I don't know what you call them battle droids with rockets on them that are kind of hovering there and shooting too it's a pretty fearsome little thing I, I like to I can't remember which if it was Tipley or Tiplar that did the little trick of you know raise the destroyer droids up just enough so that they could just yeah. toss those grenades over and then drop them down and she should have tipped them back right she should have tipped them back so that their guns weren't pointing towards them and yeah, just rolled yeah. the yeah it was it was a cool little uh little thing and but yeah I mean it's definitely kind of horrific you know, this idea, you know, good soldiers follow orders. I mean, I mean, how do you not, like I was going to sleep thinking good soldiers follow orders. I mean, it was just like, wow. I mean, they really say that a lot in this one. So yeah. anyway, but yeah, it was a, uh, yeah, heck of a way to start an episode. Yeah, it really is genuinely disturbing the way that Tup is behaving, not necessarily the repeating of the mantra so much, although, you know, that is definitely part of it, but they do a really really top-notch job of the way they animate his eye movements that just makes it look creepy and like he's possessed almost and it makes you really feel bad for Tapu you know we've met him I think first in the Umbara arc if I remember rightly and he's one of the good ones you know that we root for and he's obviously a good buddy of five so it really is troubling to see 
poor old Tup going through this and to see Fives having to deal with trying to work out what's going on with his buddy. And what ends up happening with his buddy is his buddy gets sent off to Kamino, but the second half of the episode kind of opens up with the droid attack on the ship that's transporting Tup to Kamino. And we got more of those pesky, creepy buzz droids that somehow I always love seeing them, but I always hate seeing them at the same time because they're such freaky little things and they chitter away. I mean, there's that chittering that we hadn't heard since Admiral Trench and Cat and Mouse, you know, he he's another chitterer. There's something about certain sounds that are just creepy, right? Yeah, for sure. And we also got these super battle droids of rocket packs that you mentioned earlier, and here they are in Zero-G, really being even maybe more terrifying, more ominous, more difficult to deal with, because, you know, when you're in space and you've got a rocket pack, you pretty much own the space, you know, and they can maneuver so much easier than these poor guys on the ship getting boarded, and it doesn't go well for our Republic friends who are trying to transport Tup, which means that Anakin has to head out with Rex and Fives to get Tup back, so they sneak around to the space station's hangar, and they hitch a ride grappling sucker style when the Separatist shuttle carrying Tup blasts off, and from there they make pretty short work of the shuttle's commando droids, and then they ferry Tup to Kamino themselves, so the whole episode really feels like a setup episode, which course it is it's part of an arc it's the first episode of an arc and there's some notes that i've got from here i love that anakin listens when rex points out the plan might be a little bit reckless rex you're starting to sound like obi-wan you got a better idea rex points out look i don't doubt you could pull it off i'm just not sure fives and i would be around to see it happen and i mean anakin is not so reckless that he wants to endanger his troops so it's not like it's out of character for anakin to listen but it's just a neat moment another neat moment which actually comes just before that, that zero-G spacewalk stuff. That's a lot of fun. Not only the movements of the men in terms of the physics, but also the way Bosco Ng plays with his camera placement and the camera movement to remind us that there's no up or down in space. And the last note I've got on this part of the episode, that shuttle boarding scene with Anakin and Rex and Fives taking out all of the commando droid guards, that's a ton of fun. The whole thing is done in a single 20-second shot which involves not only the usual slicing and dicing from Anakin, but he's also got force throws working. He's got the hand throws working, you know, bit of judo. He's got he's throwing knees, bit of Muay Thai. We have him setting up baddies for Rex and Fives, so there's pro wrestling teamwork going on. And it's just really a ton of fun. It's a fast takedown scene. And it's my, I mean, I'll just say it now. That's my standout shot of the episode from when those doors open and they roll in. It's a single shot up until Anakin starts having a little bit of trouble with the commander droid for about one and a half seconds before he chops off the commander droid's arms and then shortly after chops off his head. And of course, in that scene, Robbie, some good old Roger droids. They're Roger droid pilots being all Roger droidy. How did you like the second half of the episode here, Robbie? Yeah, I mean, it's one of the cooler, I guess, even more than some of the larger, I guess, environments that we find our Jedi and, and clones in. I really like these tight quarters kind of yeah. because there's nowhere to move. And to see Rex and Fives do some really, really cool moves as well. I mean, just the way that they were positioning themselves and the way, like you said, Anakin was setting them up for things. And it, it really felt like a team effort which was really a lot of fun. But going back, I wanted to mention, I thought it was kind of funny that, you know, when they're kind of taking a look at Tup, right, they're all kind of standing around his bed, and Kix is there, and his tattoo, which is something I never really thought about, but his tattoo is in Arabesh, and it's a good droid is a dead one, uh, is what it (laughs) says on there, which I thought was kind of funny. That's pretty aggressive for a medic, but it makes sense. Right, and it was kind of like, not all droids are bad, but I get what it, you know, it's a... 
it's a battle thing, and it was pretty cool. But sure. Then when uh, I did mention here, uh, so you can read Arabish? Is that what you're telling us? No, I I, I went and looked it up because when I saw it, I was like, okay, there's a reason why that is being highlighted in the middle of the screen. I was like, I feel like I need to know what that means. And so it was just, sure. I put it on pause and went and looked it up. I think we first met Kix in the episode where they meet Cutler Quain, right? The deserter. That's the first time we meet Kix. And then we see him again on Umbara. And he's having a real tough time on Umbara. I remember him. Yeah. He wants to go out and save his buddies, but, but Rex orders him to stay back because he's just going to go get himself killed. So it's always fun to see Kix again. Yeah, and it's, I mean, I, I think that's one of those things where I, I really enjoyed that we get to follow a lot of these characters along in this journey, you know, and it's, you know, it's just because it's Anakin's squad, right? So the 501st is really sort of highlighted here. But yeah, it is a it is a lot of fun to see a familiar, familiar face, even though he's got the, they're all got the same face, but you know what I mean. Yeah, sure. But uh, as they're taken off from the ship, we got that old Dracula theme back. It's so strange to hear that. Again, it makes me wonder, though, I wonder if it's a, like, maybe the original guy, maybe, you know, sold it to be sort of like a, almost like a royalty-free thing. I don't know. It's really strange, though. And every time I hear it, I think of Dracula. I don't think of Clone Wars, and it takes me out of the scene because... I guess it's because I've always loved that soundtrack so much. So Is that that sort of electronic-y action music type of thing that we had first in Downfall of a Droid? No, it's... And then there's a, a melody on top. Right? Right, because I think the first time you brought that up, wasn't that in Downfall of a Droid or Jewel of the Droids? I don't know when... I know I definitely talked about it in the episode. But yeah, I've definitely heard you talk about it before. I was just trying to remember which episode it came from because the music from this episode also does that sort of 90s era action film, electronic-y, techno-y kind of action music, which I think we first heard in Downfall of a Droid when they board Ganacht's ship, remember? And so, that yeah, there's something music from this episode stuck out to me a little bit as well. But I just can't remember if the Dracula soundtrack was on those episodes. I know it was definitely early on. I just can't remember exactly which episodes that was. yeah. It almost feels like, I mean, if you think about the production, right? This was after they'd sold to Disney. It almost makes me think like it's, they've almost used it as like temp music. Right. And then left it in. Just for my own curiosity, I'd like to know what the story is there. Because that definitely exists in Dracula. We'll ask Dave when he comes on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll ask him about that. But yeah, it was, I love that. that well, first of all, that. When the battle droids come to take Tup, it's also like a one-shot type thing. And it's very horrifying. And you're kind of taking the POV of, I guess it's one of the medic clones. Yeah. He's not dressed like, you know, in clone armor. But then he takes out two of them before he goes down. So it's kind of like, wow, okay. He's shaking, right? As they approach, he's shaking. Yeah, yeah but he, I mean, it's just, it's so much fun. It's such a fun little little shot. Fun? And then It's terrifying. Everything's all red and scary looking. Oh, with those red lights everywhere. That's terrifying, Robbie. Does that fun for you? When you're... It's a fun... Yeah, it's fun. I was scared, Robbie. I guess it's fun because, you know, it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> They're real to me, Robbie. No. Those clones are real to me. But no, I I just enjoy the way that that shot, you know, happened. The I guess that whole scene, that whole element of the story is just kind of a cool way to do it. It was almost meant to be like a horrifying thing yeah. you know of course for me i'm i guess it just doesn't feel that way it's just fun for me sure. but anyway i love the little back and forth between anakin and fives with the binocular thing yeah. i don't really understand it but i thought it was funny 
it's just I, I really do like the camaraderie there yeah. and then I love the way that they work together when they get to the ship transporting Tup away it's just it's a really really fun episode there's just not a whole lot of uh, character stuff in here it's really just we're getting this we're moving this from here to here and th- you know what I mean sure I just really did have a lot of fun though I mean it's a good time even though it is you know rather horrific in parts <laughs> you know no, I agree with you about that little moment with the binoculars where he just says, Are those scopes Jedi issues, sir? And I can't remember what Anakin's replies, but it's just a nice moment of kind of camaraderie. And it kind of reminded me of way back in the Voyage of Temptation. Anakin comes in and he has to do this investigation. He says, All right, man, what's going on here? Let's make it quick. I'm, I'm missing dinner for this or something, right? It's just one of those fun little moments where yeah. a commander with his troops that helps make the camaraderie kind of pop a bit more. But I've already given away my favorite shot of the episode. Robbie, what was your standout shot of the unknown my favorite was right at the very beginning kind of when the you know when the narrator when tom kane is doing his thing at the beginning there's a shot of a ship kind of flying along the top of the space station and i just really really liked it and by the way that was a design like a apparently a i guess a design element or idea that was scrapped for episode three tipley and tiplar i'm not sure if it's from episode one Because I think that's what they were doing, is with episode one, they were trying to make what ends up being Darth Maul. They went through a lot of different design changes and and just ideas there. And I think that's where those designs originate. But of course, they almost look like Medusa, you know, with, they almost have like snakes at the end of it. I'm talking about the drawing that I saw. Right. But uh, yeah, Ian McKaig, you know, the same guy who... A lot of the Darth Maul designs that kind of ended up being the ones that they ended up going with. He was the one that came up with all of them. And of course, Mother Talzin, things like that. Those are all designs that Ian McKay could come up with. So it's just an interesting little tidbit. Mother Talzin also has those floating tendril things that look like kelpie seaweedy flowing yeah. around in the tides kind of physics. So makes sense that they're somehow related or designed by the same person but yeah that medusa thing even though they don't have snake heads on the end of them they still can't help but make you think a little bit of medusa at the end there but let's bring this one in for a landing robbie we need to sum up and give our ratings so after your third ever watch of the unknown how did you like it where does the unknown sit on their four star robbie scale for me this one is i mean it's definitely a worth watching so it's going to be at least a three right by that rationale the problem is, I feel like this is one of those episodes that's just pure plot and action. There's no character really developments. There's some little cool character moments, but nothing that, to me, elevates it above that. So for me, this one's just going to sit at a recommended 3 out of 4. Yeah, I've got it at 7 tactical droids beheaded by Anakin out of 10, which is kind of my version of a 3 out of 4, which means it's a solid episode. It's something that I will be happy to watch again one day when I do a rewatch. It's mostly a setup episode, like I said, but, you know, I always like it when Rex and Fives are the focus of a story. The episode looks awesome. I mean, by this time, they're firing on all cylinders, even though they've had their change and distribution by this time you know their production is still top notch and that boarding mission where anakin rex and fires rescue top that is just aces so not necessarily a special episode but a real solid fun episode overall and that's mission accomplished for season six episode one the unknown so robbie the troops out there want to tell us how much they enjoyed or didn't enjoy the unknown nah just how much they enjoyed the unknown let's keep, let's keep positive robbie let's let the troops out there know what are our communications channels of course, we are Bucho and Robbie at Gmail, Twitter, Instagram. That's B U C H O. 
A-N-D-R-O-B-B-Y. Yes, sir. And of course, the troops can join us again next time for the 110th episode in the StarWars.com Clone Wars Chronology Season 6, Episode 2, Conspiracy. And until then, this is your old buddy Bucho alongside your trusty pal Robbie. And we salute Jedi Master Tipla. And we are out. Remember, you can support sending the clothes for free simply by rating and reviewing this show on iTunes or any other podcast platform, and Pucho and Robbie will read the review on a future feedback episode. And speaking of feedback episodes, you can also send either a text or an audio message of 60 seconds or less to Pucho and Robbie at gmail.com. May the force be with you.